Howdy, everybody. Hey, thanks for joining me today. I really do appreciate it. Um, wow, this has been an incredible week. Again, it's been another hot, smoking, smoking uh, week here in Utah. Um, boy, there was a couple days when I was out in my truck. Now, these these uh, big uh, delivery vans, they don't have any heat. I mean, well... They don't have any heat during <laughs> during the winter either, but they don't have any air conditioning. So the only air that you get is um, is when you're driving, right? And um, so you have both side doors open, which is kind of nice because you do get a cross breeze and everything. And you get these little vents that you can open up on the towards your feet and everything that kind of gets the air. But, but but when you're not moving. And the only thing you're doing is going from house to house, and you're getting in and out of your, your out of your truck all day long. It is uh, how can I say, um, boiling hot. It's like it's like you're visiting hell for the day. It's like crazy hot, sweaty, and you just want to get done and get over with everything and get home, take a shower, and go to bed by the time you get home. Um, but um, I had to say, Friday was. Friday was a good day. We get I got done kind of early, actually, um, earlier than I normally get done. And um, because I've been I've been uh, going in about seven o'clock in the morning and getting home at about eight thirty, sometimes nine thirty. And uh, Friday I I got home at uh, I actually got home at five thirty, which was like wow. It's like I had a whole evening to myself <laughs> to to. Uh, Decompress for the day and uh, relax a little bit. You know, get something to eat before <laughs> before you actually go to bed, right? And uh, usually, I'm like this because of the holiday, because of Monday being Labor Day. Um, we got in Tuesday, and it was like crushed. It, we just got crushed. And then um, Wednesday followed, and Thursday, all three days were just incredibly busy. High volume of packages, high volume of stops. And uh, I was so glad when it was over with. I worked on Saturday, too. They asked me to work on Saturday. I needed some help. And uh, it got done at like at 2.30 or 3 o'clock and got back here to the hub at uh, like 4.30, which was a nice day as well. So I get paid a little extra money for that. That was good. <clears throat> it was really interesting. Um, I had a couple of people. Uh, it's it's so weird. Like people, like they don't know where their packages are coming from most of the time. They don't know when they're supposed to be delivered. And the thing is, you get emails. You know, like when these when your packages are being delivered, when they've been delivered. You know, you get a little update every time you uh, you get a um, when you get your when you get your package. I'm sure you probably know that. But I had this. It was weird. I was. Uh, I was delivering along this highway. It's uh, Highway Six in in in, um, in Wellington, and uh, it's a pretty dangerous road. Uh, luckily, they have this middle common uh, lane that you can park in. Um, so, so you're parking on. So you're delivering on one side of this one side of the freeway, which is like a two lane highway, and uh, so you can park in the middle, turn your flashes on, and, and deliver your packages and everything. Well, I'd missed the I'd missed the turn because sometimes it's hard to see these. Some of these houses are not marked well, and their addresses are wrong, and things like that. So, uh, luckily, I'd been to this lady's house before, but I kind of missed it. So I had to turn around and come back. And um, I, I had delivered a house right before hers, and um, there was this 
there was this van behind me. It was like a some kind of delivery van or something like that, right? And she had, she had stopped behind me, and uh, I didn't even, I didn't really think anything about it. I thought maybe she was delivering like I was, you know. <laughs> and uh, so I, I I I got back in my van after I dropped off that box and started going again. And she started following me. And I'm going, like, what in the world's going on? So I went to this house that I'd missed that I did the U-turn for. And she was still behind me. So I thought, well, I better go ask what you know what's going on with this lady because apparently she wants something from me. Apparently she's looking for a package. Anyway, so I get out of the I get out of the out of the truck and I walk behind it and I go up to her and says, "Can I help you? You've been kind of like following me. It's kind of weird." <laughs> and she goes, "Yeah, I was ho- I, 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 I was wondering if you had a package for me." And I go, "Well, you know, I don't know. I don't know who you are and I don't know where you live and do you know what services?" that's supposed to be delivering this for you. And she goes, uh, and I go, well, it's either going to be USPS, Amazon, maybe UPS or, or me. And, um, of course my truck is right in front of her. She goes, no, I think it is FedEx. And, uh, I go, oh, okay, well, because my truck is in front of you. She doesn't have a clue as to whether, you know, whether she's got the right delivery service or not. Anyway, trying to be the nice person that I am. I says, well, what's your name? And uh, what's your address so I can go look it up on my ground cloud and, and see if there's, you know, a package for this lady. <laughs> and she goes, oh, it's over on Oak Road. And I go, well, I'm pretty sure I don't have anything over there because I didn't, you know, I, I didn't have anything on Oak Road all day today. So I did her favor and I, I, uh, I went and looked on ground cloud to see if I had a package for her. And I didn't. I, I kind of figured I didn't. And uh, so I went back and told her. And uh, she goes, well, do you know when it might be delivered? And I went, well, I don't know what your email is saying. Well, it says it's not supposed to be delivered till like next week. <laughs> I'm going, I go, well, then perhaps maybe it'll be delivered <laughs> next week when it's telling you that it's going to be, you know, that it's going to be delivered next week. You know, I can, what, no, it's not on my truck. I'm sorry. You know, so I, uh, I went back, grabbed the box I was supposed to be delivering in. And she went on her way, but I thought it was like really weird. And I have this happen to me all the time that people will stop and, and uh, try to stop you or they will stop you and, and ask you if you have a package in their truck and they don't, <laughs> it's like, well, it's supposed to be delivered to this person, but actually I'm, I live over here and, and they aren't accepting packages. It's, it's like, it's like this whole line of stuff that, that these, these reasons why they're looking for things. <laughs> I'm going, you're making it more and more difficult here. Okay. I need an address or a name. And, and basically what, what is it that you're looking for? You know? And because uh, a lot of times you don't know these boxes are pretty generic and you don't know what they're li- unless they're coming from a particular, you know, like a Walmart or a Costco or or something like that. And the boxes are labeled and I ordered a bunch of this crap and I'm supposed to be getting it today. And um, so you, you really don't know what's inside. And I have so many people ask me, well, well what you know, well, what is it? I went. I don't know. You ordered it. <laughs> like, how am I supposed to know? You know what you ordered. I don't know what it. Do you want me to rip the box open and, and, it, and let you know what you what you ordered? I go. People are so funny. I tell you, man. Uh, anyway, so that was my few of my little escapades uh, this week. Uh, I really I do enjoy my job though. I feel like Santa Claus uh, delivering every day, and because uh, it really. 
it's really kind of cool that you're dropping off things that people are kind of like waiting for and they're excited about getting. And um, like I dropped off this one, this series of boxes. There's probably like eight or ten boxes in this in this stop, and it was all um, it was all heavy. It was all heavy uh, like automobile stuff, you know, parts and things like that. And I was delivering, and the, and the mother came out. And uh, she was very, she came out and gave me some water. It was really hot, and I really appreciated that. And I says, you think you guys could order anything heavier? I was kind of like kidding around with her. And she's laughing. She goes, yeah, it's from my son. He's rebuilding He's rebuilding his, his truck. And I literally, these things were like small little boxes, but they weighed, you know, 80 pounds each. It was like ex- really heavy stuff, you know. And uh, in fact, I was missing one box for you know I couldn't find it on the truck, and so and then it came along the next day. But uh, she was very nice and and uh, kind of apologetic. People who I deliver like chewy boxes for, they're the they're the ones that are most apologetic. Almost every time I deliver like a fifty pound, sixty pound, a uh, couple bags of dog food or or cat litter or something like that, which is like heavy as hell, and uh, they're always very sympathetic to me. Like, oh man, I really hate ordering stuff because I know that's it's going to be heavy and the way it comes I go yeah you talk to any delivery person they're going to tell you that they hate delivering chewy boxes <laughs> but anyway you just kind of do it and you got to move on you know I was um, thinking about what I wanted to uh, share with you today and there's a there's an article that I thought was kind of interesting and um, um, it kind of kind of it goes along with uh, you know, with Kamala Harris uh, back when the riots were taking place in the summer in Portland, where she was um, providing bail to, um, you know, to different uh, people who were, who were arrested and who were arraigned and, and was providing bail so they wouldn't have to stay in jail because they, you know, basically couldn't afford to stay to uh, st- uh, pay their bail, I guess. So she was providing, uh, I guess she set up a uh, some kind of a, GoFundMe uh, page for bail recipients. Anyway, I don't know if you read this or not, but I I kind of like follow this a little bit. My you know my both my brothers are police officers. Well, they're retired now, but they're police officers. So kind of kind of keep track of this a little bit and wonder what's uh you know what's up. And um, there was a there was an article, a couple well a couple articles, but this uh, I don't know if you you heard about this Illinois. Um, um, safety, safety. It's S A F E hyphen T Act that they passed here, particularly, um, and uh, just recently, and it's going to go into effect in 2023. Uh, basically, what they're going to do is they're going to eliminate all cash bail, and so if you don't have a, um, I guess, a violent kind of like arrest, violent crime, or something like that, they're not going to be holding you. And there was a lot of uproar about this uh, with legislation, with the police department and things like that. Prosecutors and law enforcement officers all were completely against this. And um, I thought it was interesting that, uh, let me see if I can read. um, um, Representative Winhurst listed some of the offenses that won't involve detention before going to trial. That means you don't have to pay bail. So uh, there are a whole a list of violent crimes. Now get this: these are the ones that don't require a bail bond or a bond any longer. Okay, burglary, robbery, 
Okay, I don't know what kind of robbery is that. I mean, is, ro- is that robbery? I mean, most of the time you're going to rob somebody. You're probably going to hold. You're going to be held up by gunpoint, like arson, kidnapping. Really, um, almost all drug offenses, even drug distribution, DUI offenses, and even DUI offenses that are involving a fatality, they do not qualify for detention under the under this uh, safety act. Um, and he. It's, what, what they're saying is that it's just going to open the door for these for these people to be able to go out and commit more crime. This is um, he says I know that taking with the prosecutors and law enforcement officers are really concerned that the public is going to uh, point the finger at them and say why aren't you doing more about these offenses? And that is so true because if you've paid attention to these uh, district attorneys and these prosecutors in these different states like Pennsylvania, New York, D.C., out west, uh, where these criminals and these people who have been arrested who are turned around in New York, who have been turned around and they're let go, then they go out and commit another crime. They go out and uh, harm somebody. They go out and kill somebody. I think the guy that ran his van, the, the, his van, and I think it was in New York, or Massachusetts or something. I can't remember which one, but he ran his he ran his van into a crowd at Christmas uh, on, on that one road there. He he was actually released and he didn't pay bail and he was actually released and he and he went out and did that uh, that that horrible act and he was out because he didn't have to pay bail. And 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 they are actually very correct. The people are going to look at the police officers because the police officers are the are the front line to you know the citizens that they're trying to protect. And these these people are going to look at them saying, well, why is you know why is this guy out and doing this and 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 allowed to go out and and break the law again and again and again and again instead of being incarcerated. Um, and I, I don't blame them. I mean, I, I would feel f- uh, frustrated as I could as I could possibly be. Um, it's um, I don't think it's a good. Um, I really don't think it's a good idea. Um, you know, you know, from the time I was a little kid, it's like if you can't do the time, don't do the crime. Well, it's the same thing with you know with you know you got to pay you got to pay the the piper when you when you break the law and basically what you're doing is you're allowing people off the hook and you're giving them no incentive to um, to appear and then what do you then you then you have a, a, a possible dangerous situation where you now you got a sheriff or somebody who's going out and, and has a has a warrant for this person's arrest because they haven't showed up for their for their trial or for their for their hearing and now you got police officers doing other kinds of work that they don't really need to be doing and protecting you know protecting the, their towns and their cities and things like that because now they're going to go chase these people down that never um, didn't show up for their trial you know it's it's a matter of of um, of not a not priority. I'm not. Uh, it's a it's a matter of where they they need to be put in a position where they understand that they have to come back or or these this is the price that you're going to pay, right? And that's the whole idea behind uh, a bail and bonds is that if you don't, then you then you forfeit it. So your your incentive is to what. Is to go back and, and come back for your trial and to, for your court date and 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 uh, and uh, 
get your sentence if you've done if you've done something wrong. If you haven't, uh, you get you know you get your, your your day in court. And what you're doing is you're taking away that incentive, and it's it, it's really absolutely dangerous because you just don't know what these people are actually about. You really don't, and they're, most of them are probably going to be repeat offenders, especially DUI offenses and things like that. So, say a DUI offense or even a fatality, you let him out because there's now in Illinois, there's no there's no cash bail. So you let him out, and then all of a sudden, let that person out. Sorry, I shouldn't say he or she or whatever, but let that person out, and then he goes out. Then they go out and do the same thing again uh, because what? Are they? Because they're an alcoholic, because they drink and drive, and that's what they do. And they're going to go out and hurt somebody else, or could cause a you know it could cause an accident or whatever. And it's just a recurring thing a lot of times. And you, and you're starting to see more and more of this, and hearing more and more of this from different states and different areas, especially where the prosecutors are these left wing uh, left wing prosecutors that have been uh, either uh, put in place or been elected, um, where they're just allowing these these criminals. To like a revolving door, you know, because their idea, well, we don't want all these people incarcerated. You know, we're we're trying to drop the incarceration rate, you know, 20, 30, 40 percent. So we're just going to let these people up. But these, the problem is that these people are going out and they're committing uh, the same types of crimes or even worse, more violent crimes when they go out. And, and, and all of us have read stories and read articles in the newspaper or you, you sit down and watch your evening news. Just uh, sit down and watch your evening news, and it, almost almost every one of these of these stories will 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 tell you about the story, and then say he was re- that person was released to himself without bail or whatever. They were released and not held, and then he went. They went and did this. So it's a common it's a common uh, known um, history that people who are who are going to break the law are going to continue to break the law. They're not going to. They don't care about the law, so they're going to continue to break the law. And, and basically, what you're doing is just give them a free ride. And it is going to create a more of a, um, you know, just more pressure on the police departments to to deal with these folks. And what I wanted to do is just kind of like look at the. I read a few more articles about some of the pros and cons of uh, the uh, bail systems in the United States, and. I read, I read this one, I read like a couple, two or three other ones, and it seems to me that the only defense that, um, you know, like the ACLU and all, and all these, uh, all these different uh, organizations that are, you know, trying to watch over the rights of people, the only, the only um, factors um, that they look at or what I can tell is that is that these bonds are set high so the criminal can't afford to pay the the, uh, the bail of the bond. Okay, so all right, so they can't so and that's and that's and that's the only reason. So we let these criminals out because they're not they can't afford. Well, too bad. You know what I look at? I say that's too bad. Too bad for you. You know, if you don't want to, if you don't want to be in a position where you're, um, you know, have to pay a statutory bond, uh, then don't do don't do the crime. Don't do the don't commit the crime or the felony or the misdemeanor or whatever you're doing. 
Um, I agree, you know, like, you know, some, some cases, uh, you know, like little misdemeanors and things like that, you don't need to be held, you know, you don't need to be held and you can be, uh, released on your own cognizance. But these, I mean, robbery and, and, uh, 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 arson and DUIs and kidnapping. Now, you got to be kidding me. These are serious uh, federal crimes that these people are being let go. And you probably will never see them again. Or or there'll be a situation where, uh, like I said, the sheriff or somebody's going to be uh, uh, issuing a bench warrant to go out and arrest these people to bring them in so they can stand trial and have their trial. And it's going to be, it's just going to create more problems is, is all it is. Uh, and, and Illinois will find out, you know, they'll, they'll, they, they may see a, a reduction in their incarceration rate, much like, uh, what was it? New Jersey, Re- New Jersey has a, has a semi, um, reformed, uh, cash bail system. And they saw, you know, that they reduced, um, their incarceration rate by like 20%, but they didn't go into details of on the opposite side, what those people who were being released without bail you know whether they were being rearrested for crimes that they were committing after they got out, or what the situation was. So it doesn't it doesn't go into all the details and the and the stats and the data on that. So I don't know what I don't know what to think about that. I know California has has passed um, passed a law. I thought California was the first one that did it, but apparently Illinois is uh, Illinois is the first state uh, legislature to actually pass this this. Um, this no cash uh, bail uh, situation in their state, so we'll have to we'll have to sit there and see what's gonna what's gonna happen. Um, if you're a betting person, I think you would probably bet that they're going to go out and commit more crime, and um, and it's just gonna it's just gonna create more of a, a situation uh, between uh, citizens and the police department, and and I just think that uh, you know. We don't need that today with our police departments. Um, we don't. We need to um, have a better relationship with the police department. We don't need to be blaming them for uh, things that our legislatures are doing just because of a few people that can't afford uh, their their bail. It's just like it's crazy, and you're letting out really hardened criminals. Uh, and I don't think that that's. I just feel like it's just detrimental to the society where these people are being let back out into. Um, this, um, what's his name? Um, uh, we fade. We, what's his name? We fold. He says he, um, he talks about the re, uh, reoffending while he's out on bond and that, uh, see the rest of the article talks about, um, you know the judge's responsibility and their reaction to this this new act as well, this new law, and they I, I kind of feel for them as well because he says we can't read people's mind, we can't tell exactly what is uh, going on, you know, with the individual. All we have is the record, and we can make decisions based on their records, but we can't we can't really tell uh, what a person's going to do if we let them let them out on bond or we don't make them pay a you know bail or things like that whether they're going to repeat what they're doing and i do feel for that and, and there's a level of truth to that but uh i would rather err on the side of caution uh in these cities and towns where these people people live because it's pretty good chance that 
that these people are 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 going to commit more crimes while they're out and I'd rather have them incarcerated I'd rather have them in jail waiting how about speeding up the trial process and doing that number you know waiting a year to go to trial is is kind of crazy I know that there's circumstances on lar- on you know very high profile cases and things like that but you know why do you have to sit in jail for 2 or 3 years for a uh, a simple um, you know, like misdemeanor or a, a traffic violation—not <laughs> a traffic violation, but you know, some other, some other that would warrant you, uh, you know, going to court and um, you know having a trial or whatever, and uh, taking that time to do that. I'd rather see them speed up the the um, the opportunity to have your trial quicker, a speedy trial, and to prove yourself either innocent or guilty or whatever. So um, it kind of just kind of goes along with what. It's going on culturally in our in our world today. Um, it just seems like everything is just so backwards from where uh, it was just a few years ago. Um, the law enforcement, the, the the judicial system, just everything is just so so backwards today. It's just incredible. It's, it's hard to follow. It's hard to keep track of everything that's going on. You know, in your own community and things like that, and um, I sure wouldn't want to be in Illinois and and having these these uh, people let go. Um, you know, based on their crimes, because they're more than likely they're 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 reoffenders. They've been there several times. They know the system. They know how it works, and uh, they just keep playing the game. And it just seems like the legislature say, "Hey, okay, this is a game. Let's uh, let's just play the game with these guys." and uh, never really make them responsible and I think the cash bail uh, situation um, makes them responsible and uh, it's an incentive for them to return and, and stand trial and uh, you know have a judgment against them uh, one way or the other so um, that's all I have on that today but um, the other thing I wanted to kind of address real quick and I'll be really short on this because uh, I don't want to be preachy or anything like that but if you've looked at uh, statistics and uh, polls that are taking place over the last couple of years you have um, you have noticed that the the amount of people who are actually um, involved in religion who are who are actually uh, associate themselves and um, with a particular religion has fallen but uh, below 50% for the first time in American history. And at the same time, you see, um, I think you see the effects of this uh, in the world and in your own communities, uh, what's going on in this world and these different ideas and these different um, you know, ideologies that are popping up. It's almost like it's a religion unto itself. Um, I never, I never thought in my life that I'd ever be discussing or having to defend the fact that um, a boy is a boy and a girl is a girl. That that gender is fluid and you can change your mind whenever you want. Um, you know, change your sex anytime you want or your gender anytime you want because you're fluid. Or never did I in a, in a million years ever think that I had to look at a person and 
and you know identify them by the way they look, either a male or female, and sit there and say, okay, you know, what's your pronouns, and you know, memorize you know fifty, sixty, hundred different pronouns just in case you get something wrong. Um, I just, I just never in, in the, my wildest dreams ever thought that, you know, that, that <laughs> it just never entered my mind. It just really never entered my mind. Um, and, and in today's society, that's the norm now, you know, it's, it's crazy. And I think it's become, um, that and, uh, the left, left side of the aisle, the far progressive left side of the aisle is, has created their, their own religion, um, that is just as Puritan as if you, if you look back in history in 16th, 17th, 18th centuries, they, uh, they were, they're just as bad or even worse uh, from a Puritan standpoint. And uh, the reason why I'm thinking about this is because I, you know, I went to church today, uh, like I try to do every Sunday and, um, I go there because it allows me to, you know, when I walk into a church, it, it allows me to, uh, to kind of like, um, you know, put the world behind me for a, a period of time, an hour or two while I'm there. And it allows me to reflect on the principles um, and, and the standards that I've been taught since I was a little kid. Um, you know, I take the time, I write in my journal, I take my laptop with me and I write in my journal, I listen to the, I listen to the, the talks and things that are, that are in sacrament meeting. And it causes me to reflect on my commitment to my relationship with my Father in Heaven. And uh, no matter what, where you go to church or what you, what you believe, um, I really believe, and I wrote this to my kids today, and I wrote this in my journal about the importance of going to church and starting to go to church again. And if you really want to change uh, the, the direction that we are on, and if you think the direction is, is that we're going in the wrong direction, which all polling is basically saying that we are, um, I think it was like 13% say that we are on the right track. The rest, rest say that we're on a, a wrong track. And they don't go into details, at least the, the last study, they don't go into de- the details as far as where we're off track. But if you start with the basics, the foundational um, ideas of church and family and things like that, that's a place where you can start. And I was thinking to myself, if everybody just kind of like took a, uh, took a day and 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 it took sun, Sunday and, and started going back to church for themselves with their wives and if you have families take your children to church wherever you go to church I don't care where you are you're Christian I don't care what you are you know Jewish whatever go to church and realign yourself with the principles that that you were that you were raised with find out for yourself you know not because your parents. Uh, were you know Catholic or in my case uh, LDS? Um, find out for yourself. I mean that's what my parents taught me. Um, they joined the church when they were uh, young, married. Um, they joined the church. They found the church to be true, and they wanted to to raise their family in it. They taught us those principles. But my parents are smart. They they told us that it's important for you to understand and know these things for yourself. And don't wait until you're, you know, find out. Don't wait until you're, you know, 65 to find out that these things are true because you'll never be able to um, 
You're always going to be tossed and turned by everything around you. And it's better to find out as early as possible. So, you know, learn to read the scriptures and understand the scriptures. Uh, Learn to, you know, have daily prayer. Um, And then live the principles so you can find out if the principles are true or not. And for you, you know, and and I did that. And every time I go to church, I kind of... I do. I kind of think about those things that I was that I was taught when I was a kid, and how I've tried to live those things. I'm not perfect. I make mistakes, just like everybody else makes mistakes. But the the purpose of church isn't because we're perfect. The the the, the idea behind church is for the imperfect and for those people who are moving on, who are showing faith and uh, in standards and principles that they've been uh, that they've been taught when they were kids. And and be able to have those those things taught um, to your to your children as well. Um, I don't know anybody that you know. You might have differences in beliefs in God and things like that, but principles about faith and 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 honesty and integrity and love and appreciation for your fellow man. That is where you you learn these 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 values. They they're they're taught that. And I know I'm hoping that most families and parents are teaching their children this. I don't know. Um, it's it's a very confusing time. You know, you don't know what your kids are being uh, taught today because they're not with their families as much as they are at school or with their friends or uh, you know whatever they're doing. So it's a very important time, especially when they're younger, to take your kids to church. And and I thought how important that was today when I was in, in church. Um, you know, I, it allows me to renew my my promises and my covenants uh, by taking the the, um, the sacrament or the holy, uh, if you're Catholic, the Holy Communion, um, to re-commit um, yourself to ask you know for forgiveness for what you've done during the week and and uh, where you're trying to honestly trying to make improvements on your life. And it helps me to, to renew my covenants, allows me to do that by taking the sacrament and to reflect during that time um, about how I can be a better person, a better citizen, a better father, a better a brother, uh, a, be, you know, a, a better son to my mother. Um, it just helps you to, to refocus and to, um, you know, what's that old term? Uh, synergy that it kind of helps you to kind of get back into that 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 thinking mode, um, you know, at least once a week. So, you know, I thought if you want to really, if you really want to kind of save or, or see the tides change in the United States and around the world, people should start going back to church and uh, reconnecting those ties that they had from when they were from when they were young. And you're older now, and you have different responsibilities. Most of you have families now, and it's I can't tell you it's more important. Uh, now than probably when you were when you were younger uh, to to help mold your kids in the right way. I mean, who's going to argue with the fact that you are trying to teach your child to have faith and to um, look at their 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 faults and and be responsible for your own decisions and and uh, things that you do, the right things that you do, the good things, the bad things that you do, and also being a good neighbor, uh, being honest and and uh, truthful, uh, being loving and forgiving and compassionate. These are all the things that you that you learn in in uh, going to church, 
and that are just missing today. And you can it's you can see it just plain and simple. These these basic foundational principles just aren't followed anymore. And uh, just get on social media. Just you know, listen to the news, and you'll you'll see that that we are so far from these acceptance and of each other and not judging each other. Um, We just, we as a nation need to start somewhere and that foundation I believe is back, uh, going back to church. So um, I just wanted to kind of end with that. Uh, If you didn't have an opportunity to go to church today, um, you know, do so to start, make a commitment to, to go back um, and start learning again and start uh, feeling the spirit when you're there. I, I, I promise you it'll make you a, 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 it'll make a difference in your world and it'll start making a difference in the world that we live. Um, that's that, that I know. Um, hey, listen, um, um, we do live in a very hard time and a very confusing time and it just gets more and more confusing as time goes along and you really need these foundational principles to be able to fall back on um, these these truth principles to fall back on um, and so you can have a, a, a good view um, a, a good clear view of what's happening around you and making decisions based on that making good decisions based on on good foundational principles so Hey, um, that's all I got today. Thanks for listening. I really do appreciate it. If you like my podcast, please uh, give me five stars. Share it with other people. Tell your friends and your neighbors and your relatives about it. Um, And I sure uh, um, do appreciate you listening and give me your time. And I know your time is valuable, and I try to make these things And when I talk about something valuable too, quick little lessons. Hey, thanks for joining me. Until next time, be careful out there. The world is a difficult, dangerous place to live. (laughs) 